This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, April the 19th, 2016. My friends, it's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Tuesday. My name's Homer Lopez, and I welcome you. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's constitutional. It's legal constitutional tender, as uh, Eric calls it. And it's as easy as calling us at one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The lovely Wendy is here to answer your phone calls answer your questions, walk you through your order, whatever you need. Chief there for you. She'll be your friend. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com, and you can just look at the product, point and click, whatever you need it there. It's that easy. Now, all the news on there, all that information that's brought to you, this show, the hour, and the dedicated time to put this hour of information together, it's brought to you by the CEO and owner. His name's Joe Jaquin. And he is the man behind the show. And on this Tuesday, i got to ask you, buddy, how are you? Tuesday's better than Monday. Is it better than Monday? It's better than Monday. And uh, if, you, if you haven't seen it yet, all the things that I've been preaching to you and trying to uh, get you to put, put your hard-earned money to work, all paying off today. Huge rally in the silver markets. Matter of fact, silver's up almost five percent this morning alone, up seventy-five cents, seventeen dollars. Uh, and I've been, I've been telling you, put some silver away. Uh, a lot of things were in its favor. We're starting to see all of that play out. I uh, think back to December when I told everybody buy platinum. You're going to be glad you did. Platinum right now, $1,015 on platinum this morning. And let's not forget gold. uh, Gold's up $22 more this morning as uh, a lot of different things happening uh, across the world. And I'm just going to run down some of these things as I think it may be time to dust off the irrational exuberant speech that Alan Greenspan gave before the tech bubble imploded. Uh, The first off was housing starts and permits. This was a March number. Uh, This was the, the number that was supposed to signify that the spring season was going to be a little more robust in last spring, of course, really, when we you know we know about the housing numbers now, the facade that they try to tell you how great it is, and really, home sales would almost have to double just to get back to average. But permits and housing starts both tumbled. Matter of fact, down nine point two percent. Housing starts on single-family homes down 9.2%, and to, to, to make it even worse, even the apartments were down almost 8%, uh, putting more pressure.
pressure on that first quarter GDP number. Morgan Stanley had earnings yesterday. Goldman Sachs earnings today. And I mean, wow. You're talking about profits down more than 50% for both of them, for both Morgan and Goldman. Nobody's trading. Well, you know what? These guys may be trading with each other, but there's nobody in the market. There's no volume. Trading volumes are down. I read somewhere along the lines of almost 60%. You know, you're thinking about all the things that I've been warning warning the boomers about. Who's going to buy your 401k? What, your kid living in your basement? Is he going to buy it? Who's going to buy it? Sports Chalet went out of business. Sports authorities on life support. Then this morning, Nordstrom says, hey, listen, we got to cut people. we got to lay people off. Yesterday, we talked about, who was it, Homer, that we talked about with, uh, oh, waste management. Waste management. Was outsourcing 120 IT jobs to Asia this morning. Enable Health. Looking to outsource over 200 IT jobs to a company called Consignment. Almost Consignment, but misspelled. Consignment, misspelled. Of course, who is this company? Well, they're one of the largest H-1B visa workers in the United States. They're essentially an Indian company operating here in America. 200 U.S. jobs are now going to be somewhere else. American Apparel, one of the few clothing makers, and they don't make a lot of stuff, but one of the few clothing makers left in America laid off 500 people in just the last two weeks. Uh, Not to mention, uh, I don't know if you saw the headline, Obamacare just imploding. This thing's turning out to be a disaster. The largest health care company in the country. They're called United Health. And I know this because I actually use them. They're my health care provider. United, United Health, Health is our, my, mine and my wife. They're our health care provider. They said, you know what, this thing's such a disaster, we're just pulling out. I said that losses were going to exceed a billion dollars. Uh, and then maybe the, the thing that I thought was uh, the biggest news of the day may have been that today started the first day of trading in the gold markets in China. China now getting ready to seize control of not only the gold markets, but the silver markets as well. we got a great show lined up for you. Great, great silver offering. Things coming back. We'll talk about all that next. Patriot Radio News Hour, Double J and the Love, Joe Jaquit, Homer Lopez, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. I need to give you some updates. U.S. Silver Eagles, you can still order them, uh, but as of right now, we are already back. That's how quick things are. Matter of fact, it started happening last week. And, and it's just gotten worse. As Here's a case in point. We were supposed to have Silver Eagles in here 
last Tuesday. They're going to show up this Thursday. So you're talking about, well, there's about 10 days. Uh, as of this morning, you're now looking at delays of at least a couple of weeks for U.S. Silver Eagles. However, on some good news, I have 50 rolls of half dollars, silver half dollars pre-1965, silver half dollars. They're $160 a roll. I have 50 rolls of silver quarters, pre-65 silver quarters at 150 And I've got 50 rolls of dimes. And those are 50 dimes. Uh, those are $75. Uh, the dimes I think I had for about three days this year, I don't believe I've had half dollars or quarters all year. So those are all available. Uh, I've got 50 rolls of each in the silver half dollars, silver quarters, silver dimes. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, we're still allowed to book them. So, so that part is fine. Obviously, as all of us know, once the mint gets far enough behind, then they even stop the booking. But for at least right now, uh, U.S. Silver Eagles just right now running about two weeks, let's call it two weeks behind schedule. Uh, as we talked about right before the break, the Chinese are getting ready to take over both the gold and silver price fixes, uh, which started trading today. And it says, well, most traders... Attention being glued to the daily gyrations of oil. It's another commodity that's gained 21% and is now the best-performing asset in the commodities index. Silver now has moved ahead of gold. Gold's up like 19%. Silver now up 21% for the year. And this is really what we needed. You know what? If you think back, what was it, about a month ago? I think my exact words were buy silver, buy silver, buy silver. As we talked about how the number of ounces of silver to buy an ounce of gold were nearing historical all-time high. And it was right around, I want to say, 81, 82 ounces. After today's move, you got silver sitting at $17, gold's at $1,255. It's down to 73.8. And really a number, at least my number, other people use 50. I think 50 is a little low. I, I think the, the number really that, that I think is what I'll call equal weight is probably in the mid-60s. You know, 65 ounces of silver to buy an ounce of gold. And so we needed silver to catch up. This is going to allow for the next part of the rally to start. Because gold gold was up, you know, almost 20%, right? When it gets up to that 1280 number, gold's up 20% for the year. But silver was only up like 10 
And these two, gold and silver, are like two brothers. Right? They're very close. And one never goes too far without the other. And I know people ask me all the time, it's probably one of the the most popular questions. Which one's going to do better? Right? Is if I buy silver today, is that gonna outperform gold? If I buy gold today, is it gonna outperform silver? And there always are those opportunities, like I said a month ago. I told everybody, buy silver. Buy some gold, but buy some silver. Because silver needed to catch up. And so gold's been in a holding pattern, waiting for silver to catch up. It's done that now. Right? We're, we're, and we're still, there's still room to run. But when we look at where where the price sits and when what's happened in the marketplace, the biggest news is what is happening out of China. It says, you know, silver hitting fresh almost a year month, almost, what, about 10 and a half month high at $17 an ounce. But according to writers, or writers, <laughs> according to, to Reuters, there is heavy buying in silver in the Shanghai markets which has triggered buying in gold as well. And according to the the numbers coming out of Shanghai, they're, they're, they're now saying that the breakout in silver could lead prices to the $18, pretty, this is a pretty exact here, $18.59. According to uh, some analysts out there, they said the the rally was uh, set up over the week as China now has become huge buyers in the silver markets to go along with, obviously, China's already the largest consumer of gold in the world. They're the largest producer of gold in the world. Their central bank is the largest buyer of gold in the world and now the Chinese are getting ready it looks like to make a big push into the silver markets as well uh, and that's got uh, at least that is the reason today given for the huge breakout within the within the silver markets this morning and of course that sent gold roaring as well and then, uh, well, let's just take a look, shall we? we? We sit here and we look at silver's now up 21% for the year, and they now say the new target, the next target here is $18.59. The next target for gold looks like $1,400 uh, to the ounce, and you start looking at the actual data. And you start thinking about why all of a sudden, right? We had a big move in the first six weeks of the year, right? Gold moved big. Silver, not as much. But, so, you know, silver was still up 10%. And then we've seen the last six, seven weeks, gold's been consolidating. And really, like I said today, gold's just been waiting, waiting for little brother. 
because they never really get too far ahead of each other. When you look at, when you really look at the run, you look at uh, when gold was two fifty, silver was like four dollars. Now gold's you know twelve fifty, silver sixteen bucks. I mean they run together, and there's always periods of time where one gets a little too far in front of the other one, and there's always an opportunity. But now they're back together again, and we're getting ready for the next breakout. And when you think about why now, start thinking about all the data points that have come out in the last four weeks. Today it was housing permits and housing starts which says the spring housing market isn't there. Car sales, right? I've been telling you about that. And the big slowdown that we've seen in car sales in the first quarter of this year. Right? Those were two of the big, quote-unquote, drivers of the United States economy. Then you start looking at retail sales. Even after the seasonal adjustment. Retail sales are down for the first three months of this year. So if retail sales are down, car sales are down, housing starts are down, housing sales are down, what does that mean for GDP? And then you start looking at Wall Street. Not a single bank, not a single investment house like Stanley, Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs. I mean, they lowered their expectations so they knew they could beat them and they had them next to nothing. But when you look at the revenues, when you look at the profits, and you're seeing double-digit losses, and then you start really looking in, and double digits would have been, hey, if you only, if revenues and profits were only down 10 to 20%, you did actually better than everybody else. You start looking at Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, you're talking about down 50 and 60%. And yet they want you to believe that the Dow's near an all-time high. Matter of fact, Bank of America came out with with a really interesting piece in the Business Insider. It says that the stock market may be in danger of repeating some very bad history. And you start thinking about, like I said, why all of a sudden now do we look like we're getting ready for the next leg in the gold and silver markets? Current market environment looking a whole lot like 1998-1999. Of course, that was the height of the tech bubble. It said that the, the stock market bubble and the crash of 2000 may not be far behind, according to Bank of America Merrill Lynch. It simply looks like it could be 98-99 all over again. A speculative blow-off in asset prices is one logical conclusion. A world dominated by central bank liquidity 
technology disruption and wealth inequality, right? I mean, you can just start naming 20, 30, 40, 50 different things that all say something isn't right. The problem is, you know, you know, you you make up the the uh, when you're trying to make a decision on some of the well, let's let's write out all the pros and, and the cons. And the cons, it looks, you know, like I said, there's hundreds of them, right? From you know, like we talked about, car sales, homes, retail sales, inequality, uh, part-time jobs, and central bank liquidity and all the negative interest rates and and then you start thinking about okay well what's what's one of the pros going on out there and the biggest one i could think of would have been cheap gasoline but they took that one away from us so really what is out there and that's what the the bank of america is talking about it says their chief investment strategist thinks the Emerging market problems and the subsequent global response reflects very similar circumstances to the late 1990s. He said back then a bull market, which was a U.S.-led economic recovery interrupted by, well, a crisis, what they called a crisis in the emerging market, which led to the collapse of the tech bubble which really was nothing more than, well, you guessed it, too much debt. Patriot Radio News Hour. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. The United States and China are denying rumors that they held a secret meeting during the G20 summit last month. Uh, according to reports that the Eurozone and Japan were being left out while China and the United States apparently are trying to do damage control. Uh, The secret agreement between the United States and China was to calm the financial markets. Of course, this is alleged, I guess I should say, the alleged secret meeting. Rumors had swept the markets after the last G20 meeting in China last month that the United States was willing to trade patience in tightening monetary policy for stability of the Chinese currency. Now, you see, here's where we're at. Is we're kind of, you know, you're, we're right in between the rock and the hard place. There really is no winning. China, in order for it not to revalue, which would be, we've seen that happen, right? We saw the crash that happened in August when when China uh, revalued overnight and apparently didn't clear that with uh, HQ. The United States, the dollar, needs to be weak. The problem is the weak dollar hurts the Japanese and the Europeans who need a strong dollar. And really, in all honesty, 
none of it really matters. It's all about trying to what, you know, extend and pretend. And of course, obviously, China now the second largest economy in the world. And uh, they're saying both countries are denying that the meeting took place. And said that, uh, according to City, there was universal rejection by government officials from around the world of any idea of explicit or even implicit agreement between the United States and the Chinese. And I laugh because, let's face it, that's all there really is. All of these central banks trying to massage the, the, the data, trying to massage what they've done, trying to cover up what they've done to, to essentially not just us. You know, we're going to be we're going to be farther down the line and having to take the medicine. Right? First it was Cyprus and Greece and now the Italians are getting ready to be on the verge and and the Japanese, I mean that thing's a disaster. And it's all starting to spread. And they're all trying to cover up all of the mistakes that they've made. And they have their little secret meetings. Then they deny that they have them. They have one Fed governor come out and say, we're raising rates tomorrow. And the next one comes out, we need patience. They have the Atlanta Fed do GDP, but when they don't like the number, they tell the New York Fed to do it. Right, and they create all kinds of diversions to take us away from what's really happening. And then you start really, you know, thinking about why is it that all of a sudden, and it really was all of a sudden, all these central banks either started buying gold or brought all their gold home. You know, when you think about when I started when I started here in in the early 2000s, do you know that the European Central Banks, they had a, an, an agreement? After the Bank of England incident, where the Bank of England went out and told all the world, we're going to sell all our gold, the gold price went all the way to $250. The Europeans were like, yeah, that didn't really... That wasn't such a good idea. Let's all agree that between our countries, and you're talking about Germany and Switzerland and France and Italy and Spain and Greece and all of those countries that comprise the Netherlands, you know, greater Europe, that they would only sell 500 metric tons a year. Now, that's 25% of all of the mined gold production in a year. And at the time, that was really more like a third of all the mining of gold in a year. Just a staggering amount. And as the financial crisis, well, the first it was the housing bubble, 
they decided, hey, let's go to 400 tons a year. And as we got into 2007 and the financial crisis happened, it went to zero. Matter of fact, outside of some small selling, there's been virtually not a single ounce of gold that has left greater Europe's central banks in almost 10 years. You know, think about that. They went from unlimited selling all the way up until, you know, 2000 to let's sell 500 tons a year. And they did every year from, you know, 01, 02, 03. Germany would say, hey, we're selling 50 tons. France would say, we're selling 100 tons. Spain would say, we're selling this. And Italy would do that. And they'd sell 500 tons. Now they don't sell any. And all of them are now bringing the gold back. They had gold stored in New York or they had gold stored in London. They're bringing it all back. And then you're starting to see whether it was India. Remember India? Go back to when the IMF sold some gold right? because they needed money because the loans that they were making weren't getting repaid. India bought 200 metric tons. China admits to buying 200 metric tons a year. And they've been buying, at least admitting that they've been buying 200 metric tons a year for the last eight, nine years. Some people say that they're doing double or triple that. Why do you think that is? What do you think these little secret meetings have to do with that? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. So we're talking about why the shift? Why all of a sudden did greater Europe say, you know what, we're just not going to sell any more gold? Matter of fact, there hasn't been a new gold agreement in Europe in almost 10 years. Not only are we not going to sell any more gold, we're going to start bringing it all back. At the same time, central banks that had never bought gold started buying it. India buys it. The Russians and the Chinese and the stands, the Kazakhstans and all the other ones that I can't pronounce. Then you start thinking about Texas bought gold. How many different states have tried to pass legislation about gold being legal, lawful currency again? Then you got to start asking yourself, right, is it all just, what, it's a coincidence? Do you think that all of these states, Arizona being one of them, Utah, Texas, I mean, there's been so many of Colorado. Do you think that maybe these Senators and the uh, members of the House may have run across 
some memos or some intel that made them think, oh, man, you know what, maybe I need to do something for the people of my state. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, you look at the national debt, but you got to believe that somebody's got to be asking, hey, right at the time, hey, Alan Greenspan or Ben Burnett Janet, what's the plan on this again? Hey, can you refresh my memory? I, I kind of forgot. You know, we're already getting ready to go $20 trillion. And I know we're going to lie to the American public. I mean, we do that. I mean, I lie all the time. That's how I got elected. But, I mean, it's going to be $40 trillion. I mean, I think sooner or later somebody's going to notice. <laughs> right? And then they're out there. And now all these central banks are blowing up their balance sheets. Think about our own Federal Reserve. Just think for one second. How is it possible that they have four and a half trillion dollars of debt on their balance sheet? Almost 25% of the national debt sits on their balance sheet in addition. And, of course, the Japanese got the same thing. The Europeans got the same thing. I mean, right, the whole world got the same thing. You don't think that they don't have a, let's just call it, let's be generous. They got a contingency plan. You don't think that conversation's happened? Hey, what are we going to do when all of this stuff becomes unpayable? And here's the problem. They had these conversations 10 years ago. first part of the conversation was all of a sudden all of greater Europe said we're not selling any more gold that happened first then these other central banks that were starting we know they called them emerging markets but just the big one right China India Russia Brazil all of a sudden they start buying gold at the same time the greater Europe central banks selling gold I guess we think that was just a coincidence right right Omar they, that's just, oh, it's just coincidence that that wasn't talked about it's not just happenstance right, it's just, just happenstance yeah that's what it's just happenstance you think it's happenstance that all of the developed nations around the world have essentially adopted some version of Dodd-Frank? Think it's happenstance that they've all gone to the quote-unquote bail-in program? I know what it is. You know, it was the, the Swiss. They went rogue and went negative first. You think that was on accident they said let's start small you guys go first you're the Swiss people love you 
Everyone loves chocolate and watches. You go negative first. Nobody will care because, you know, you're neutral anyway. Let's see how it goes. And then we'll start rolling it out into all of Europe and into Japan. And we'll keep telling everybody the lies. Listen, here's what we're going to tell. Us and the Chinese, we're going to hang out. Right? China's not going to devalue, even though their economy's heading in the wrong direction. And we're going to talk about raising rates, even though we're really not going to. Matter of fact, we'll set it up that when we raise rates, interest rates will actually go down. Why? Because we'll, we'll be buying all the bonds anyway, and we'll force the price to go the way we want. And then you start seeing all of a sudden, right? Remember, gold was going to, I mean, what was the lowest number I saw? I mean, it was 1,900, 700, one guy, 400. Right? Silver was dead and shot and buried. On all the while, they were all out there buying it all up. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Tuesday. When a man could still work, still would. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Tuesday. If you're looking to, to get into the markets today for the first time, this year, we have rolls of half dollars. Pre-1965, half dollars. There's 20 in a roll. There are $160 rolls of quarters. There's 40 of those. So you get $10 face value in quarters. There are $150. $5 face value of dimes, which is 50 dimes. They're at $75. There, there's a uh, only 50 rolls of each available. Matter of fact, the last time I could offer all three of them was almost a year ago. This is how scarce things have gotten. Uh, premiums back on the rise. U.S. Silver Eagles, at least a two-week delay. Uh, I'll try to keep you updated all week long uh, to see where, where that leads to. As we know, we've been starting to become accustomed to the shortages, and you know what? I, I've just got one of these feelings that that silver is going to continue to make up that ground. You know, you saw today the target now eighteen dollars fifty nine cents. I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people just got shut out of the market while that run happened. That seems to be uh, what tends to happen, and the all of a sudden silver just becomes impossible. Uh, to acquire. So if you're looking at getting in, uh, do so. 800-951-0592. Silver right now, it's off the highs, but it's still up 70 cents right now. $16.95. Silver's up $21.1255.50. The Dow just went negative. It was up all day, but it's now down about 10 points. The NASDAQ and the S&P are also negative as well. As we talked about, the housing starts now coming in well below expectation. 
putting more pressure on first quarter GDP, is it going to be a negative number? One of the things I've told you about talk of the interest rates, that was the old news, which we need to start getting ready for now is what comes after that. Are we going back to zero? Are we going to go negative? Is quantitative easing going to come back? All of these things make for very, very bullish conditions uh, for gold and silver. Remember, the big reason for the sell-off was that we're going to back to normalization of rates. Of course, they've been saying this now for five years. And it hasn't happened, and now we're at that point where it seems like no amount of debt can get us out of this. This is why I was talking about, is this all been orchestrated? Are they just getting ready for what they already know is inevitable? Uh, Don't forget about our Patriots Preferred Metals program. If you haven't signed up for this program, I I can't encourage you enough to do so because it is the best program out there. 800-951-0592. That's our toll-free number. Everyone take care. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk again on Hump Day.